listening to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique, virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a CEO. And this is an episode that's very dear to me, very personal to me, because um, I am talking to my darling friend in life and in business, um, and often referred to on Instagram as my work wifey, Abby Smith. And let me give you a little bit of introduction to who this marvelous woman is. She is a business and mindset coach with over seven years experience implementing marketing strategies for rebellious entrepreneurs. Her goal with every client is more joy, success, and worthiness. Her mission is to create a world where being too much of anything doesn't exist. Hallelujah to that. Where women have the freedom to build a life and business on their own terms. I just, I love her so much. And she's been my rock and we have known each other for a few years now. We kind of dive into a little bit of our story today, but it is just such a raw, true, vulnerable chat about being a human first and a business owner second. And she's my confidant. She's been through a lot and she really opens up about it. So if you enjoy this episode and enjoy listening to Abby really normalize um, common problems that come up in our business and what happens and how to deal with business when life goes sideways, um, really do reach out to her. I leave all her details in the show notes and let her know how much this resonated or touched you or just normalized or gave permission to something you were thinking about doing that she talks about. So, hands on heart, I hope you love this, and welcome to today's episode. So, folk, welcome. (laughs) Welcome, Abby. And it's a fake welcome, because we've had tech problems, and we're now recording this for the third time. And much as we would like to pretend to tell you our our origin story in full, it's not going to be fun for us to say it the third time, and it's going to sound a little bit fake. So... (laughs) What I thought I'd do is quickly summarize how we know one another, because that's not actually the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Mm. There's juice. So much more juice. There's so much more juice. Abs and I met about three years ago. This crazy little tie-dye hippie had just come back from Bali. I wanted to meet people in real life. Found a couple of tickets to this entrepreneur chat. Threw them in a Facebook group and went, who wants to come like a complete lunatic? And this little lunatic, Abs, (laughs) said, me, please. That's how we met. And I credit Abs with being responsible for teaching me how to market my business. She will 100% agree that all of my Instagram photos and feed and everything before that time was just the back of my head and scenery. And she's like, who are you? Where are you? What are you doing? And I was like, I'm a virtual assistant. And she was like, no one knows. Tell them. So she really, really <laughs> taught me the skills to market. And we were saying before in one of our pre-records that you are so close to what it is you do and who you are that you need someone to shine a mirror and be like, these are the key things. This is how to then storytell your story, build the connection with your humans, storytell about what it is you do. Because this this lovely woman out here was being like, here's the features of my virtual assistant services, boring the tits off everybody until I learned how to tell the story of the transformation of what I offer to people's lives. As a result, 
of Abby teaching me so much and just the friendship that we had, the confidence that she gave me, the shits and giggles and the banters and the education. My business grew so much faster with her in my corner than it ever would have done alone. And it accelerated to the point of I started hiring team and other VAs to work with me. I started having women come to me to be like, you're building an agency. How the hell did you do that? Can you just teach me to even be a virtual assistant? That's how coaching was born like a year and a half into my business. And it has been an incredible journey. And I'm so happy to have had you beside me because there's a lot of days where I just think I would have burnt it all down if I hadn't had your friendship and support and deep understanding of running a business in the online world. God, that's Mm. weird as fuck, right? (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I receive all the love, honestly. And I said in the other recordings that, you know, the first step is really having that self-acceptance, building that confidence, that worthiness within yourself. And like, it's Mm. really great to have that mirror reflected back and to build those friendships to like, you know, give you, I gave you some strategy and and that kind of stuff, but really it was shining a light on like, you're capable, like people want to know your story. They want to hear about you and your life and your experiences, but I receive all the love and I feel (laughs) exactly the same. I think we've both had so many moments in life and business where we're like, can like, can we do this? Like, I'm just going to quit. Like, I'm just going to get a full-time job. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to quit this launch. I'm just going to set it all on fire. And yeah, having that friendship and, you know, building that connection with you has, has also saved me in many a moment. So yeah. And I think that's why our, our relationship is so special because we're both in a season of taking a pause from receiving coaching from our coaches. And that also kind of means that it's either going to be good, you're going to be untethered. And if there was no one else in this world that understood what I did and was there to support me, I would really probably not be moving through things at the rate that I am right now. So I think at the top of this year, we were saying we designed, we'd heard it on another podcast that some of these like top entrepreneurs had created their own little mini mastermind with their friends but they were really intentional about it. And I was like, that's what we need. Because in our little friendship group, there's four four key work wifeys. And we all came together. Well, you tell it, Abs, because I think you were like, right, we're doing it. Like, Abs is the logical one. I'm like, <laughs> trying to run two businesses and trying to be organized. And Abby's like, no, yeah. let's be intentional, right? So how did you plan the whole thing? Because you really set the tone for how it was going to work. We were going to do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get onto my crazy life, no doubt, in the next few <laughs> minutes. But I was in a place where I needed the accountability. And I said this before, I, I almost felt a l- little bit selfish because I thought I was the one that was really benefiting from this more than everybody else. <laughs> like when you feel like your life has just been turned upside down and, you know, it really, that mastermind really was the one connection to my business. Like aside from, you know, supporting two incredible clients at the time, three even at the beginning of the year, I had gone through a lot of changes in business and I needed to feel connected to the vision or the people in that space, that friendship, that other people doing great things. Mm -hmm. And I think I also needed it to be very strict in the nicest sense of the word. (laughs) Like life had just hit me and I was like, I need a weekly structure. I need an intention. I need us all to show up in a way that is beneficial for all of us. And when we get on a Zoom call, we can talk about life until the cows come home. So I was like, we need to actually 
see the potential that we all bring and how incredible this could be to excel us to the next level. Not just a group of like gal pals getting together. It was, we're all trying to achieve something. We have a WhatsApp group where we, you know, vent our fears and our insecurities, which is so, so important. But it's always about stepping into that energy of like, we're all so capable here. And if we can leverage all of our unique skills, we're going to excel to this whole of the crazy place. So it was like, let's make it eight weeks. Let's give it a name. Let's give it a structure. You know, we celebrate, we get into that positive, like abundant mindset and we all bring a specific project that we're working on. Not just like every week, it's an extra thing that's in our calendar that we come to resent or, you know, life gets too busy. And honestly, like it, held me at the beginning of this year like to an incredible degree it was yeah it was just beautiful I think it's because life was life thing and I'm going to ask you about that in a second and I think I it sounds a lot like for you it tethered you to your business in a season of your life where your business could have been the last thing that got any attention or love and that's the kind Mm -hmm. of the danger I think is of falling away from your business when life throws a lot of curveballs at you and I think it was the thing you needed that kept you happily, not tethered in a bad way, but like positively tethered to your business to remind you to keep taking intentional actions, no matter how small they might have been. It was what you needed in that season. And I think the same and like the opposite. I had so much growth in the business, of the both sides of the agency and the coaching and deciding to launch this podcast. I knew that I needed to be really intentional. So by having to meet you girls every week and be like, did I do the thing I said I was going to do last week? really kept me on track. This is the reason this podcast is here because I was like, it's, I've, I've got to be done. And it was like every single month there was a focus and it was so clear. And I was like, holy shit, this is what I needed too. And I think it's been so beautiful. But let's talk about this because life threw you some huge curveballs. And I want to talk about how that affected your business, how you've navigated it, your identity, everything. Because life happens and this is why a lot of online businesses or entrepreneurs end up their business takes a hit because personal life is just gone crazy so how have Mm. you managed what has happened that you're comfortable sharing and Mm. how has it changed because over the last year there's been so much that's been happening for you and lots of different locations as well yeah I mean part of me feels like where do I even begin (laughs) Like, I feel like the me from not only this time last year, but last summer, like I in in the forefront of my mind, I think back to this exact time last year. And it was like just before birthday month. And that's when we we met up. We went to Brighton. We celebrated my birthday. I just launched intensives. I had a full roster of coaching clients. I was hitting, you know, the the 5K kind of months and like had other things I was super, super excited for. And then fast forward maybe two months later, maybe a little bit less than that, I made a huge decision in my life that kind of catapulted me into this like whole other reality, which was I was in a pretty much going on a decade long relationship that I decided to leave. And it was a very conscious decision. We decided to separate very intentionally. It wasn't a decision I made very lightly, but it's moments like that that you don't realize until you're in it how like business feels hard like all the things associated to doing business feels ridiculously hard like showing up on Instagram you know being very very real like even showing up for clients like felt like an impossible task like no capacity like what do you do when the world 
as you know it, you as you know it, your life, like the people you love, like the environment, like the city you live in, all of a sudden is is called into question. Like things that matter before don't matter. And I think it's been the best thing that's ever, ever happened to me. And it's it's kind of one of those things where it was necessary. It was avoided for a very long time, but it was a natural next step or a, an evolution on my journey as not just a, an entrepreneur, but as a, just as a human being, like the healing, the growth, like the self-development journey that I've been on that was so heavily tied to the reason why I started my business in the first place. I just got to a stage of that journey where like going in different directions, me and you know my then partner, who I still love very, very dearly, we needed to flourish in different directions. And it meant that I wasn't going to be the same person ever, ever again. And then that, when you look at business, it's like, Ooh, we've got to, we've got to let it all crumble away and rebuild again. And that's kind of where I was mm. summer last year. And I made a decision to move home for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> so everything in this like weird cosmic way, like everything was happening. Like I knew divine guidance, intuition, whatever you want to call it. Like mm. it was hard. Did my logical mind and my ego want it? No, <laughs> but did it ha all have to happen? Yes. Is it working out for my highest good? Yes. Does it feel great all the time? Hell no. <laughs> and I'm still in it. I use the, you know, the, yeah. the example in the other recordings of the raccoon coming out of the dustbin of like his dark night of the soul. That's like, yeah, he's like, ta-da. <laughs> he's literally like, we've gone through some stuff, honey. That's literally been me and I'm still in it. But I think I... I want to share as much as possible, like with everyone listening here. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important too that like life doesn't stop when you run a business. And if yeah. you're not good, your business isn't good. And I think there's such a juicy conversation that we can have around uh, that, like yeah. off the back of that. And I think there's so much there because we, if we're new to online businesses, which, you know, I'm four years in, I still think what we don't understand is how much we get to take the business with us on our personal journey. Like what we start our business as has many iterations and none of it is like, there are one, there's separate moments where you want to burn it all down and wonder what the hell you're doing and take your responsibility head off. Sure. And there is also so much joy. But what we seem to think is wrong is the pivots that we make in our business because our life has changed. We make it wrong, but actually this is the natural progression. And this is the one way when you own your own business that it gets to honor all stages of your life right it does get to be this very flexible wave that changes shape but keeps mm -hmm. on moving and we make it wrong because we're like oh i'm not doing the same thing i'm failing and it's like as long as you're not changing your mind every five minutes because we see those entrepreneurs right they'll throw something at the wall they won't follow it through and then it's well that didn't work on to the next thing there's a difference between that and having your business ebb and flow. Like, what do you need in this season? What do you want your business to look like for the next six months, if that's all you can think about right now? Mm. And like my evolution, I never thought that I would be a coach and an agency owner. I couldn't have foreseen that. So it does get to surprise us in a really pleasant way, but it gets to come with us and it gets to adapt. Mm. It's the most yeah. flexible thing in a way that being an employee never will offer you, right? Mm -hmm. And like the controversial thing that I think we should talk about is the fact that I now have a full-time job. Let's bring it on because yeah, big conversation I'm having this year, women taking mm -hmm. part-time jobs, full-time jobs. And yeah. 
let's talk about why you did that. Mm. I think I was always very strongly in the camp of if if you're not fully in from a mental perspective, if you're not committed, if you're not like kind of future pacing and like holding that vision and you know manifesting like or like embodying what you want in the future then you know that's that's the best route to success and for me I managed to build a coaching business alongside having an agency doing hands-on services like I feel like I manifested it I went through the whole process I did the vision board I sat every morning I did the the tap in and all of the things and I got what I asked for I got a full roster of coaching clients and loved it and at the time I, to my core, believed I was like, it's only because I made space. I let go of the part-time jobs. I was always someone who had something. I worked at a charity doing digital comms. You know, I worked, you know, with more secure contracts with entrepreneurs who didn't serve me. And I had to like, let go of that. I'm like, if I want to make it in this business, I've got to be fully in entrepreneurship. And for a very long time, I held onto that so tightly and it got me to a certain level, right? It got me where I wanted. I hit you know, almost those 10K months to the point where I was turning down clients who could have got me the big money because I was like, this feels so right. I've built it. I've manifested it. It's great. (laughs) But then when this happened and you're like, oh, okay, the whole world is crumbling around me. What does this Abby need in this season? Like my business has got me to this point. I have got me to this point. Like what do I believe to be true now? And when you're questioning everything else in life, you have to look at it from a very, like almost like, how do I, there's a word I'm trying to find, but it's this very, like objective isn't the right word, but like you're real. You're like real with yourself. Like, yeah. Tr- like so all vulnerable. Facades, so, oh, yeah. All the facades falls away. have gone because you're, yeah. you're looking at this thing like life is kind of seriously changed right now. And you're yeah. in, let's face it, you were in survival mode or just mm-hmm. in maintaining the basics. And yeah. you've got to sit with yourself and decide what actually do I need right now. If nothing yeah. else mattered, if nothing was a failure, if I couldn't get it wrong, what mm. would I do and what do I need? Yeah. And at that time, it wasn't that I didn't have clients. It wasn't that I had, you know, people that wanted to work with me. I had abundance right in front of me that was saying you know come on the business can grow if anything I had too much on my plate that going through the things in life that I was going through I didn't have the emotional capacity didn't have the mental capacity to hold that like masculine energy that I needed in my business I was so in my like vulnerable feminine I just kind of want to be taken care of like I don't I can't do that like hustle 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 I could have done. Yeah. Would I be, would my business even exist now? Like, probably not. So, what I did instead was I surrendered and I was like, I'm just going to put out feelers, you know, moving out of London, highly expensive city to live in, like, kind of just surviving, if you will, and, you know, living a really incredible life. I can't lie, like, that life was incredible. But moving home was a bit of a reality check because I'm here trying to grieve and feel all the feelings and not just squash them down and carry on, which I can be known to do. Um, I was like, I don't want to be that person anymore. Like, I want to take time. Like, it's okay to actually slow down. Like, I don't want to be on Instagram right now. I just want to, like, cry, 
and do breathwork sessions and like go and walk in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Like so grateful for my sister for housing me in this beautiful, beautiful like scenery that I get to live in now. And like that held me and I wanted to just cry in the rain, sweat in the gym, like do all the things to like <laughs> grieve and and rebuild. I got a full-time job, but what I did do is I didn't, I didn't compromise on what I wanted. I had a brief moment where I had some interviews and they weren't aligned. It was in person. It was the old school corporate marketing. Would have been a very cushy 50K salary. Don't get me wrong. I could have done that, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I was like, I'm not going to settle. I'm going to find something that really suits me. And I stumbled across a post on LinkedIn of all places in my like frantic search of like, does it exist like somewhere that will give me the freedom and the flexibility that I've built myself? Yeah. And I found a position for a social media manager role at a personal branding agency. They're fully flexible, fully remote, young, dynamic team. Their founders 23. And I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, surely <laughs> not. Like this, this is too good. And I went for it. And I went for it with the energy of like, I run my own business. I'm incredible at what I do. Um, I have employed people before. Like I know my stuff and I have a lot to give this business beyond this job role. So I went in and was like, look, I'm very, very honest, very vulnerable. This is where I'm at in life. I love my business. My business is never going to go away. I need a company that can really accept and like encourage me to do both. Like I'm capable of doing both. Like I think I, I can that. do yeah, like, I think I can do great things for you. Like, I think you'd be silly not to hire me. Like, that is literally the energy I went into the interview with. Okay. And I got the job. And I got the job primarily because, you know, the project or my role within the company is very experimental. It's never been done before. It's not, I'm not really just a, a social media manager. I'm doing other stuff. Some of it's a bit top secret, so I can't share all of it. But they hired me because I had that entrepreneurial grit and I had yeah. the passion for it and their mission aligned with mine. You know, the company itself works with CEOs and founders building their personal brand. It's what I did, what I do in my business, but in a different way. So I found it and it's not been easy juggling the two. I was going to say, let's talk about the juggle, but also let's talk about mm -hmm. the fact that there was probably a little bit of like in a hippie way, it's just sort of like an ego death when you kind of accept that this is where you're at right now. Like your identity mm. has kind of always been about your business. And this is the biggest mental hurdle that I see the women that I know that have gone and taken part-time jobs. They have to deal with one side of it, which is letting go of the ego that you wanted or needed to take a job. But then the flip side is that my gosh, it releases the pressure on your business and you can come back to your business mm. with a sense of love and purpose. And then mm -hmm. the pressure that it removes kind of always brings this purity back to it. So would you say that was kind of your experience from like letting go of the ego and then talking about like, let's talk about how you even brought that into the world and kind of said that to people and whether you felt comfortable and what that was pro mm. process was like for you and then what happened to your business as a result? Yeah, there's been many ups and downs. It's a great question. I'm I'm really glad we're talking about it. I think I've experienced every emotion that there could have been. Ego death is the best way to describe <laughs> it. Yeah. I think at first I was so in the feels, so in the grief, so in the like I would say one of the major things that I learned through sort of that intentional breakup and moving London is contrast. Like 
It felt so right and I felt so happy, but at the same time, I feel so sad. And it was the first time in life that I really experienced that like contrast, like you get to feel all the things and that is part of being human and grief brings up all of this stuff. One minute you feel shame and guilt and regret and did I do the right thing and I'm sad and I'm angry, but then it's like, oh, but look at what's here. Like, this is all so great. And I'm loving being home. And I still love that person. And there's like a whole cocktail of like crazy feelings. And at that time, I think this job really just allowed me to relax and surrender because I had the financials covered. It meant that I didn't have to worry about getting up and like selling. I think that was the thing. It's like, I have been in this business in some way, shape or form, whether it was freelancing or whatever for like seven, eight years now. And like my business has looked a million different ways through throughout that. But I think I'd never really had a moment in time where I didn't feel this underlying pressure to show up and be visible and like sell my thing and like do be this like confident, like person, like putting themselves out there. I still showed up. And I think if anything, showing up on Instagram maybe was part of my healing process as well. Like sharing that story and being vulnerable has always been very healing for me. And like having other people reach out and say like, you know, I've gone through the same thing or I'm going through the same thing. Like it was a very cathartic experience. But that job really just allowed me to just not take the reins. Like somebody else had to make the decisions. I just had to clock on. I could be in a Zoom room full of, you know, this startup has scaled from like four people to 16 in the space of a year. And I was like their latest employee being in a room full of like young, dynamic, just out of uni, hungry people who love content, love storytelling, love what they do. Refreshing. It was refreshing. And I think because I was like, oh, how am I going to survive after going (laughs) through this grief? And like, it's a lot of pressure and I've just got to do and I've got to perform. It was like, Oh, like I can relax, but also like in this room, I still know I can bring a lot. Like this is yeah. this is exactly what I needed. The tears was welcome, but you weren't having to leave charge. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have to hire and fire. I didn't have to like worry about overheads or expenses. I didn't, you know, aside from having to file my tax return in January and and show up for existing clients, like long-standing clients that I've worked with for well over a year. I didn't have to force anything like I could fully just surrender and flow and like do what I needed to do now I'm at a stage where I was gonna say what's next like with your business yeah where is it at how do you foresee your life now kind of forming and shaking out because you've been Mm -hmm. you spent a bunch of time in Spain this year and mm-hmm. you loved it and there was little whispers that you might not come back <laughs> and I was like all right well, maybe I'll come visit you in Spain like what do you think now the kind of the rest of this year because like sometimes that's all we need to think about is the rest of the year <laughs> and to plan further mm-hmm. than that yeah this kind of mental freedom it's given you what's next I think being very honest I have to be real about where I am now mm-hmm. because I my brain goes is very easily over things and likes to like go into the future and dig up the past. So like my current mantra is like, how can I just be like completely at peace and in the present moment? So like it's that, uh, that original excitement and surrender and like all the great things that the agency work has brought me. It still very much is doing that. And I feel, and I know in my heart, it's opening up an avenue and it's still, 
it's I'm still doing my business and being myself within the confines of that business because we're a personal branding agency. So like we are encouraged to build our personal brand and you know, every day I'm still tapped into that, which is great. But I think the thing I'm going through at the minute is wanting to rush the timeline and knowing that this decision I made last year, like an old me died, the ego death, all of that kind of stuff. But that identity of Abby that lives in London is a is a girlfriend, is a this, is a all of these I like labels that I'd layered upon myself and like saw as me no longer exists. And you kind of have to go through this process of letting it crumble away, but that doesn't happen overnight. Like I can sit here now and be like, oh my God, I've had all these dark nights of the soul. Like last few months have been crazy. And now I'm this like new enlightened woman. 20% of of that is true. Like (laughs) I don't know how much of this grieving process is left or like this journey of like being something new. Mm. And I think with breakups and relationships specifically, there is within like the culture and online and you know even conversations we have with with your girlfriends when you see a friend going through a breakup it's like oh my god you're gonna be like this new look at you like I can see you shining (laughs) you're like that your whole other independent self you're like growing you're healing you are but like it doesn't happen straight away you're like fragmented parts of yourself here so like some days I'm like yeah Abby we've got this we're going and then other days all I want to do is like take a bath cry and watch Queer Eye like that's that's the reality of it that is the reality and I think like the thing I'm going through at the minute is like when is it going to be time to step out where my business is going in a different direction but I'm not 100% clear on what that is Mm. um and also like my personal brand is kind of evolving and and adapting and You know, the first step of just sharing that I got a job in the first place was a whole thing to encounter in terms of what do I share and what do I not. So it's a whole journey of like learning to accept where I am and not and not rushing the process. So like in short, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about how you balance it kind of like in in kind of closing and and wrapping up this really, you know, first of all, I want to thank you for being so vulnerable and honest because I think this this is the whole point of this podcast is to really have these conversations to normalize everything that we go through in life and business and there are so many more women I've met this year that are reaching out for jobs to take the pressure off for a minute because life has got a little crazy in terms of cost of living and stuff so it it makes sense and I wanted to normalize these conversations and normalize that this is a really really good thing for you to do if you need to do it um but how are you balancing having a full-time job I mean obviously it's remote and flexible but with the commitments of your current clients how have you found that balance I mean from a very logical perspective I scaled back so I haven't Mm -hmm. taken on new clients I haven't you know quote-unquote sold any services online I haven't been actively you know promoting myself in a way that would bring in new and the way that I structured my coaching at the beginning means that the type of clients that I'm working with now, like they don't necessarily need me all day, every day. Like we have our bi-weekly calls, one client, it's just one intensive a month. So, you know, without the full-time job, I wouldn't actually be able to earn and like cover my base with my business right now. So like I'm well and truly scaled back. It's still hard because I think what we forget is 
it's not just the client work that builds the business. So in the back of my mind, other things are like, well, I still need to create content. I still need to be visible. I There is this underlying pressure of like, I know that my business is evolving. So I do need to spend time doing that big picture thinking, you know, and for me, sometimes that looks like just working on myself and like doing the meditating, doing the journaling. So at least I feel connected to the direction that it's heading. You know, for me, I foresee coaching being a big thing. I would love, love, love to do more like masterclasses and courses and, you know, in person, like after running Scroll to Action, which was like a content strategy and creation container that I did, it's it's looked many different ways. But like we get together, we journal, we dance, we create, we like tap into our intuition and like bring our ideas to the table. Like I would love to do that in person, but I also know it's it's not the right time. So I think how I manage it at the minute is I'm just patient and like give myself grace. And I spend more time tending to my emotions than I do doing. Like I'm so in my feminine because I'm, if I come back to this, like, I'm trusting, I'm surrendering to the timeline. It's not quite ready yet. Mm -hmm. And there will be a time I'm ready. Like even coming on this podcast, I was like, oh my God, am I ready to like be out there and be seen? But yeah, just being patient with myself. And Mm -hmm. I have days, especially because I'm also going through like the potential of a a diagnosis for ADHD, something I know, I know that I have it, but you know, having that doctor's seal of approval, somehow I feel like it's going to be the next step. I, some days are hard. Like I naturally want to be productive and sometimes it's overwhelming, but you just have to have patience, like schedule the things that are the most important, try and give yourself some kind of structure and accountability. And for me, it's like the self-care is the biggest priority. Like when I schedule my week, it's like I have a a calendar that just says non-negotiable. And for me, that is gym, sauna, meditating, doing something for myself before I do anything else. And like taking time for play, like I schedule play in my calendar. Some weeks I'm like, I feel like I've not done enough of anything, but yeah. that's life. We we have to like deal with the mental chatter of that rather than trying to control and be everywhere and be everything to any uh, to everyone, you know. And, and just FYI, folks, mindset is a constant, ongoing game mm-hmm. that we have to focus yeah. on our energies towards because life changes. So does your mindset around things. And I think you said something there, which was just to give yourself so much grace mm-hmm. and also there's this understanding right well the thing I want to take away from this is I will always remind my people of this too which is you can dial up or down your business to suit the season that you're in mm-hmm. by showing up doesn't mean that you can't then handle the influx you can figure it out or you can not take on all those clients and create wait lists and things like that like it's still within your control and it's the mental load and chatter that we carry on a daily basis. And as you say, I think the non-negotiables, being really intentional, but taking care of the human underneath it all. Because in the business that we're in, we're in service of others. We can't do that if we're a complete mess and we haven't looked after ourselves because entrepreneurs yeah. are literally the worst at taking care of ourselves. So I think that's a yeah. beautiful kind of way to like wrap it up is like remember to take care of mm-hmm. yourself. And to honor the season that you're in, to not make it wrong, to reach out for support, to create Mm -hmm. community like we have with one another. Like we're all riding each other's storms with one another. And I think that's such a beautiful part of our our friendship and our understanding. And I would be 100% lost without my work wifeies. And I just can't say thank you enough for sharing. And I appreciate you. 
Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I think as a final summary, like remember, like I'm I'm 29 in a few weeks. Like <laughs> life is long, guys. Like we like to catastrophize everything. Like I'm still in my 20s. Like this is the decade where I'm supposed to like try all the things and fuck up. So yes. give yourself permission, <laughs> remove the rule book from any of the corporate life, family structure, whatever. And remember that like, we choose entrepreneurship to give us freedom and fun and all this like good juicy stuff. So like, don't make it any harder on yourself. Like just, yeah, grace and patience. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. I'm coming back. I have to come back. This can't <laughs> be the only one. I do part two. Sure. So much more to say. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful you hit play. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review, especially on Apple and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you love this and think someone else would too, then don't be shy. Share it with them. Let's inspire even more women. And every year I will be offering one woman a coaching scholarship. And the time is now. So if you think you know someone who would benefit from three months of one-to-one business coaching with me, head to the show notes and you'll find all the details and the link to apply. Good luck.